Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't more already disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who uh, sells the bare necessities, Jacob. Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host. A man, just like a bear, has to find a tree to scratch. I want to fight you over this. <laughs> but you have missed an important part of this introduction. What would that be? My name. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Drew. <laughs> Welcome, Drew. <laughs> How are you doing today, I, Jacob? I, uh, I'm doing very well. Doing very, very well. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, th- this is a very interesting that we are doing this on uh, Facebook Live and yes. recording it. So uh, we're not sure how often we'll do this. We're kind of t- trying it for yeah, now. Yeah, this, this is this is a very much a uh, beta test run on this. So yeah, do, doing very well. Uh, work was interesting. I nearly got hit by a truck. Well, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, well, I've been nearly hit by trucks several times. I had to dive in the trunks before. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> Sadly, where where I work, uh, they don't have cameras outside, but it would be hysterical. <laughs> I bet it would be. Yes, it would be. Uh, yes, I'm actually doing very well. Uh, down in the chat, uh, I know someone asked me that. Uh, Teddy, yes, I'm doing very well. Um, so... Yes. So, how are you doing, Drew? So, yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, didn't nearly get run over by a truck like you did, but because <laughs> I mostly just stay in the office and send stuff to print. Right. But, yeah. Well, w- when you work in uh, customer service at a, at a grocery store, you have a tent that has tendency of happening. You I'm aware. I don't like where they're going. I came from that uh, yes. <laughs> industry, and I'm not in a hurry to go back. Yes. All right. So, uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Uh, I've had uh, in the downtime with the coronavirus mm-hmm. going on, and uh, for weekends, I actually have the weekends off. Praise the Lord, I've got the weekends off. Amen uh, to that, brother. <laughs> um, of course, I've had the weekends off for the past five years. So, yeah, uh, I've I was watching. Uh, I watched finally watched Rio. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a fun film. It was fun to be like the animation for the the character, like our our, our anthropomorphic birds and mm-hmm. dog. Uh, we're very good. Just everything else is kind of blah, kind of bland. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, wa- I finally watched Rio, and it was. I thought it was an interesting film. I had mm-hmm. I had the, th- the second one on Blu-ray, and uh, yeah, it's it was it was an interesting film. I watched a slew of other films. Uh, the Greatest Showman, which is like oh, that movie. Mm-hmm. such a good movie. Uh, Lincoln Lawyer was another one, which was really good. Uh, several others. Uh, I, For some reason, I was bored. I'm drawing like usual. I draw for a lot. And uh, What's new? What's new? Uh, Pussycat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Uh, 
I don't know if I'm keeping that, but I'm just going <laughs> to let it go. Yeah, why not? Uh, I was watching uh, Cowboy Bebop. Ah, good choice. Yeah. I, I bought that uh, I bought that on uh, DVD a couple of months, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. I, wa- I watched all the way through it. Uh, for audience who don't know what Cowboy Bebop, it's an anime that ha- uh, came out in the late, mid-90s. Yeah, like 98. I think, 98. I think so, so late says. 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very good anime. It's very well animated. One of the reasons I bought it because uh, I I think it first came out for American audiences on an Adult Swim, Adult Swim or Tsunami. I think that's where I first saw it. So yeah, probably. I, I, heck, that was the first anime on Adult Swim. I got you. If I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, that was that was one of them. Or. Well, I think Tanami was the the main reason I started watching Tanami because Thundercats was on it. That I I'm I understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, admittedly, when Tanami okay, I wasn't I didn't have Cartoon Network when Tanami first came out. Yeah. But when I got Cartoon Network, even though I was in junior high, mm. seventh grade, I kind of spent a lot of time watching Tanami, no matter what oh, was on. Okay. Gotcha. That's how I ended up watching. I got everything. You. Cool. It's like I've been watching Nickelodeon for years. Cartoon Network. I'm moving over there and not leaving that channel for a long time. And plus, <laughs> as much as I like SpongeBob, right? He can get annoying after a while. <laughs> yeah. And that was about the time it was not getting. It wasn't. It was. Its funniness was losing its touch. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. They're gonna be like that uh, was 20 years ago. Yeah. That is kind of weird. That is 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we, uh, yeah, we weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob. Well, one thing we didn't have Nickelodeon, nor well, or uh, that seems backwards. Yeah, what to have not have Nickelodeon, but to have Cartoon Network seems backwards to me. But then that's because my experience was the other way around. Yeah, that's true. Well, the the thing was because we didn't get we didn't get cable or uh, uh, direct TV or something like that until probably the late nineties. Okay, but that's the thing. When we didn't have cable, yeah, uh, we somehow did get Nickelodeon on like channel thirteen, way Weird. back in the day. Back when we only had like thirteen or fourteen channels, yeah. and we didn't get Cartoon Network until I was in seventh grade. Huh? When we got ninety channels, and still nothing on it. True. But anyway, true. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been watching, going through Cowboy Bebop. I love the show. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always that that goofy rule that's like if it's not good in the first three three episodes, two three episodes, uh, they are they're all they're always saying that Cowboy Bebop wasn't very you know be like if it wasn't very good in the first three episodes it, w- it wouldn't be any good. But the first episode good because the first episode I saw was episode four. Yeah, which is because really, of timing. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a really good series. You hadn't checked it out, or you're just very unfamiliar with um, anime in general. Uh, I know there's probably there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to anime, but it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and I, I would highly recommend it. So yeah, if you if you find the need to go find something new, uh, you can find it on Blu-ray and. DVD or uh, pretty much. Although right now I think I don't. I know it's on Funimation's app for streaming. Yeah, Funimation now. I don't know where else it's streaming. 
And I think right now your best bet on getting the Blu-rays or the DVDs at right this minute is going to be like Amazon or some other online store. And we all know right now how hard it is to get something in right. from there. That's not, you know, a necessity. Yeah. You mean a bare necessity? Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. So, yeah, that is that is what I've, I've been watching. What have you been watching, Drew? Well, uh, those who have been listening to the show know I kind of went off the deep end with Star Trek Picard came out. Just just a, just a touch. A and I, that finished up, I think, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. which that season finale was good. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, my that Thursday night time slot that I was using for that, yeah. I ended up switching to Doctor Who because I needed to get caught up on that. And I did not realize that I was still a season counting the season that had already finished. Yeah. This, this current season, I had not finished last season. Oh. So I just finished, uh, the first, uh, season with the female doctor. Okay. Whose name, like the actress, the actress's name. I can't think mm-hmm. of my apologies, but, um, I just finished that and I'll be starting the current season with with the episode named Spyfall sometime this week. Spyfall. Yeah, gee, I wonder what the name's based off of. Yeah. Da-dum, da-dum, Perhaps. Da-dum, uh, in the meantime, I've also been watched. I've mostly been watching a lot of YouTube videos recently. Yeah. Because I don't really want to focus much on some stuff right now. Yeah, that's... And, that's- of course, playing some video games, but uh, you did forget what we recorded last Tuesday, or you didn't mention it. No, I didn't. No, no. so uh, for last Tuesday, we recorded, what, six episodes, I believe? Yeah, it was. We, yeah. we, actually, we actually did some shorts. Just in case, the wor- worst case scenario, if we can't record, we still got you people some content coming yes. when the time comes, because we... Uh, watched and then recorded six episodes based on Looney Tunes. Yes. All the good Looney Tunes ones and some weird ones. Yes. Very much so. So, uh, hopefully, everything goes like we all want it to. Uh, You'll hear that sometime way in the future when our comments on the coronavirus are going to seem antiquated. But just in case, in the next couple weeks, if something were to happen and we can't record for uh, quarantine reasons or something like that, we've got you content. we got you over a month's worth of content. Okay. So there's that. Plus, we got content for you if that if Yeah, necessary. exactly. Over a month's worth of content. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Uh, other than that, uh, I did watch a movie this last Sunday Yeah, uh, called The Robe. The Robe. Okay. It's from the 50s. It's the first CinemaScope oh, yeah. uh, release. Okay. It's about a the Roman officer who uh, actually crucified Jesus. Oh, interesting. It's actually a good movie. I'd suggest giving that one a shot. It's the first time I'd ever watched it. Huh. Okay. Uh, I, I did fail to mention that I did start watching a movie somewhere. I'm not going to say where I started watching this movie. Uh uh, it's it's on Netflix right now. It's called Code Eight. Uh, it was a it was an Indiegogo project that came out a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, with two uh, CW stars uh, decided they wanted to do a movie, and so they Indiegogo go go at it. And I believe right now it's uh, at number three uh, nationwide. 
and it's it's pretty it's interesting because they they start they build the uh the world up they give you more context of what's going on in the world and why mm-hmm. and why these people have they don't really explain why people have powers but it's they have superpowers and uh, it's interesting it's it's a very i'm looking forward to getting into it more all right so yeah so that's what I've been watching. That's what you've been watching. Yes. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll move into what would normally be our news segment. Yes. But, uh... Well, actually, I do I do actually do have a... You do li- have some news? Yes, I do have some news. Okay, well then give For us... For change, some- I have news. That's just surprising considering how things have been going. But yeah, uh, give us yeah. that news. Okay. So, in our news section for this week, uh, Walt Disney has shifted Pixar's original Soul uh, movie, Soul... Which was originally slated to go to theaters June nineteenth of two thousand nineteen, uh, but will be released later on November twentieth. Okay, and uh, Disney's fantasy adventure Raya Raya Raya. I think we decided it was Raya. Yeah, Raya. Yeah, Raya, and the Last Dragon, which uh, has been bumped to march 21st 2021 okay so we got a few movies that are being bumped obviously because what's right going on in the world right now man and, there's so many movies coming out at the end of the oh, year oh yeah it's because it's, that's where everything's being pushed to mm-hmm. I, I think in between this podcast and you know, our other podcasts we're we doing, are going to have a stacked winter. uh-huh exactly uh, uh, we may not get any original <laughs> episodes. It may all just be movies. That, that although could, for Cellcast, anyway, we should still have some stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have some, but toward towards the end of the year, what it looks like, we're going to be having a lot more movies coming. Oh yeah, years. a lot more reaction episodes possible. Oh yeah, that's fun. Uh, so speaking of possible reactions later on, mm-hmm. uh, they've just released the digital release home box office release right now. It's what how the digital releases are doing right now and uh trolls world tour is actually at number one okay it is dreamworks so i mean i understand yeah i understand there's quality there yeah at the same time (laughs) i hadn't seen the first one these movies could be good and i don't know because i've not seen the first one i've of course i've not seen the second but still, number one, that's yeah. just because people are bored. I'm almost that, convinced. That, that, could, that could be a factor. Uh, uh, a, a friend of mine who's a vendor where I work, um, he said he and his family had watched it the night before, and he said it was really good. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust Jacob's judgment on it because um, I've told him about uh, on, Onward, and uh, him and his family are really wanting to watch it, and apparently they're watching it tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yes, Go see Onward. It's really good. Yes, Onward is very good. Carry on my wayward son. There will be peace when you are done. Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> Before we get hit with a copyright strike for yeah. just quoting a song. Yeah. Um, there is something uh, you haven't mentioned yet. Okay. But I will go ahead and bring up. And special thanks to Jim for reminding me. Yeah. Thanks, Jim Bob. Uh, they're making a d- digital slash live action Robin Hood movie. Based on the Walt Disney. I didn't thing. know that. <laughs> if they get the same actor for for the live action, uh, oh, it was Bill Murray. Yeah, it was Bill they Murray. get Bill Murray to play Little John. That's almost meta enough. Yeah, I would be I, happy. I agree. I agree on that. <laughs> but I, I still am worried about like, that. Robin Hood movie is a little different. Yeah, and I kind of have. Uh, 
some nostalgia for it. In fact, we yeah. need to put that on the list eventually. Definitely. I but, I, uh, I, I enjoyed Robin Hood as yeah. a kid. Uh, but I don't know about making this one. I've been a little iffy on all these live action ones just because yeah. some have been excellent. Yeah. Some have been a thing that mm-hmm. exists. True. <laughs> which is the nicest thing I can say about yes. it. Yes. And some have just been lying and calling themselves live action when they're really entirely animated the uh, lion king maybe? and takes out the best song in the whole yes thing. oh my god that's all beside the point yes yeah if, if you want our if you want our yes. reaction to that go to go listen to our reaction episode on the lion king yes it is uh, very very interesting but according to this, it's planned to go straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, according saw, to Jim. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, th- that makes for, it, that must mean that Lady and the Tramp did fairly well, which yeah. I still have not watched. Me that either. Yet. Me either. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jim, for that. Oh yeah. Those of you in the chat room, <laughs> uh, we want to hear what y'all think. Uh, what y'all remember from uh, the Jungle Book? So uh, if y'all go ahead and write in at any time. Yeah, because I, I remember I uh, I wrote this earlier because mm-hmm. uh, Jim, who's currently in the chat, uh, said he remember watching it as a very young child because you know both of us were brothers. So yes, uh, we did watch it as a young child, and he remembers he doesn't remember a whole lot, but he remembers Baloo the Bear and the Bear Necessities, right? And uh, I think it was uh, Wendy at Primo who yes, said, "I was about to bring that up, but go ahead." Yeah, uh, can you bring up her exact? I- <laughs> I if will you can continue to do so. Yes, if you would. If I can find it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Wendy and Primo said, The Bare Necessities is my favorite song. Baloo is my favorite character. He is so funny and sweet. Love when they quote John 15, 13 in it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, because uh, Bagheera actually quotes that. Yes. Because, like, when, when I. Although it's a lot creepier when he does it. Yes, it does, but it's, you know, <laughs> kind of. It's good. It's it's good all around. Oh, it's yeah. All good yeah. all around. Uh, what. Because I, I vaguely remember that as a kid. Because mm-hmm. I didn't remember the quote. But uh, when I watched it this time, I heard that and I was like, oh, that's that's perfect. Perfect. And we'll we'll get into why Bagheera uh, you know, said that in a little bit later on. Spoiler alert for those who have not watched the movie. If you haven't, why haven't you? I said, like, what are you doing here outside of supporting us? Yes. Uh, yeah. Listening, well, listening to us talk about a movie. If you don't, if you haven't seen it to not be spoiled by it. Yes. Of course, I'll admit I hadn't seen the original jungle book since I was a kid before we watched yeah. this, before I watched this one. So yeah, I've, I've had, I've had the movie on Blu-ray for years. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I had a, uh, a copy sent from, uh, Movie, uh, movie Disney Movie Club, Disney Movie Club, which I would highly recommend because they, you get some really good content out of that. In, in some cases, and then they send you the randomest thing in the world. Uh, I actually, I actually do have a, another copy. I have another copy of the Jungle Book, and so we may or may not be giving it away during the live stream. Maybe near the end. Maybe during the end, just to make sure y'all stick yeah, around. Yeah, for if if you want to stick around, you make it something in the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. By the way, like the hats, they're still for sale. If you want a hat, let me yeah. know. How many do you have left uh, right now before we have to go make another order? Five? Five? Okay. I think five. Problem? Well, maybe four or five. Yeah, five. Yeah. Don't bump the microphone. Don't bump the microphone. <laughs> Bad microphone. Oh, Jiminy. Yeah. All right. Either way. <laughs> so, uh, has anyone posted? 
yes, uh, Messiah Vegas said George, Georgia, the jungle. What I, I think that's the wrong one, Miss Diana. I do think that is that's that is actually George of the Jungle. That is George of the Jungle, which I think I would think it'd be closer to Tarzan. Yeah, it than is. the Jungle Book. It, it's more of a parody of yes. Tarzan, but it's still it's in the jungle at least. Yeah, in the least, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, if uh, nobody else has got anything, I guess we will move on. So. Uh, Jim, the chat says, "Is Baloo, is Baloo in this voice by the same that does Tailspin?" No, he doesn't. It's not the same guy. It's not the same actor. Because this was recorded back in the sixties, mm-hmm. and Tailspin was recorded in the early nineties. Yeah, and on a much lower budget. A lot lower budget. They they got some very well, like extremely well talented artists to do and i think drew's gonna look it up for a second yeah but um like some high-end voice actors to do that and uh it's well, it sounds a saturday morning cartoon voice actors yes. just to be fair of course they say that and ariel uh jody jody benson jody benson jody benson did still play ariel in the show well jody benson just jody benson yeah but she's she pretty much played ariel the entire time and then james woods has always, and I do mean always, been the voice of Hades in her in the Hercules franchise. Ah, yeah, Jim. Just so, uh, it's so not always, yeah. So if you are interested in uh, what banter banter is, the podcast I just mentioned, uh, there is a link in the. Uh, um, okay, IMDb is being very stupid. The the comments right now. So if you want to go check them out, they're on Facebook. As Drew looks up information, I typed in Tailspin. It gave me everything. But what I was looking for. Let's be good. Tail spin TV show. No. <laughs> Computers, you gotta love them. Oh, by the way, um, be like, who who out there actually loved Tailspin as a kid? I did. I, I truly did. did. Like beyond belief, I loved so, it. So uh, Blue in Tailspin was Ed Gilbert. Yeah. And Jim Cummings of King Louie, of course. And Shere Khan was Tony J. Hmm. I don't think is the same. No, guy. it's not. It's not the same actor. No, it's not. No. And they sound like him. They, 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 Tim Curry was in it? Uh-huh. I forgot about that. Yes. And so I'm, I'm looking to see because I think Cause in the in the show too. I don't remember Cause in it because I remember, I've I have the first season and I no, correction, I'm sorry. I saw it on uh Disney Plus. Which if you don't have Disney Plus, go get it. It's really good and it's relatively cheap. And plus, most people are home right now. So, why not? Why am I not surprised that Jim Cummings has an entire block of characters? Mm-hmm. Well, it is Jim Cummings. Okay, I'm not seeing... He, oh, and Frank Walker's in here, Yes, too. of course. Ain't that a surprise? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, I'm not seeing Ka listed, so um, mm. he must not have been in here. I thought he was one of the ones they brought back for that, but that may just hmm. be his model for Robin Hood. I'm thinking. Yeah, of. well, they, they actually use, they actually reuse a lot of modeling for yeah uh, Robin Hood. So uh, that's going to bring us into our spoiler-free review yes. section for mm-hmm. the Jungle Book. Yes. For those of you joining us for the first time, we, this is where we just kind of give our basic thoughts on it without actually spoiling the movie. Yes. 
We will get into our full spoiler-filled section here in just a moment. Yes. So, when did you first see The Jungle Book? When I was a very small child. We didn't watch a lot of the uh, the 1980s Disney films, except for Little Mermaid. And uh, other than that, uh, yeah. There, I mean, like, there's fond memories of watching this as a child. And, yeah, definitely Baloo and mm-hmm. uh, Bear Necessities. And uh, I always like Bagheera. I was like Bagheera because he was, you know, the the Black Panther. It was kind of like the wise mage of everyone just trying to make um, Mobley do what he needs to do. He is a Black Panther, but not that Black Panther. No, 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 no. Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't rule a country. He's he's just a really cool Panther. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I. I enjoy this. I enjoy this movie. It's 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 a treasure, as most people would call it. It's a, mm-hmm. Not a national treasure, but it's a treasure. That I no, th- this doesn't have Nicolas Cage stealing the Declaration <laughs> of Independence in it. No, but yeah, it's I I love the Jungle Book. Love it. It's fun. Um, it bring it's nostalgic beyond belief, and uh, like we said before, uh, it was the last project that Walt Disney ever worked on mm-hmm. for his uh, passing. What is your be like your spoiler free? Well, I'm I'm fairly certain this was another one of those like like you. I saw this first when I was a kid. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain, though I could be wrong, that this was another one of those uh, bootleg like ones my grand my grandpa recorded off Disney Channel and then bootlegged down to me on a recorded VHS. Gotcha. Like you do. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. VHS. Imagine love it. things back then were just a touch easier when it came to getting yeah. versions of this right. stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I'm fairly certain that's where I first watched it. But for whatever reason, I think it's just far enough back in my memory that a lot of stuff I forgot. Okay. I yeah. had forgotten Bagheera existed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I only knew Bagheera was in there because I have seen the live action version. Okay. Uh, so I kind of forgotten about Bagheera before I saw the live action one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd forgotten he was raised by wolves. Mm-hmm. I of course remember Bear Necessities because I don't think there's a person alive. No, I don't think who doesn't know Bear Necessities. No, it's a, it's a great song. His problem was and of course Baloo is a great character. Um. I remembered the elephants, but I don't know why I remembered the elephants. <laughs> I think, and I could be wrong here, um, I had one of those Disney sing-along songs VHSs when I was a kid. Yeah. And it had uh, the elephants and, of course, Bare Necessities on Yeah. I think that's how I mostly watched those two particular spots. But uh, I could be wrong there. Yeah. Uh, I remember enjoying it. Uh, back when I was a kid, and I definitely enjoyed it now. Uh, I didn't watch it till yesterday. Okay. But because um, it's easier to keep it on my mind when it's only 24 hours. Right. But I was impressed with a number of things that I think I can talk about without being spoilery. Yeah. Um, the music is very 60s. Y- yes. <laughs> Very, very you, you much kind so. of. You kind of get that you know swing. It's and amazing. Jazz. It is amazing how much in common musically, sound wise, yeah, that the Jungle Book has with Batman nineteen sixty six. You are so right. <laughs> you are so right on that. 
And I don't know why that's what... I know it's made around the same time, but yeah. with different composers, but there's still that very yeah light, slow jazz for yeah. most of the audio that, right. you, he, that uh, in Batman is during that part where he and Miss Kitska are on their date. <laughs> Kitska. <laughs> Kitska. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, I, that was something... That the, the background music I didn't remember oh, okay. before watching this. But I remembered most of the songs. You can definitely tell when the Sherman Brothers come in. Oh, most <laughs> definitely, most definitely, because they stand out. Yeah, just just a bit. Uh, yeah, because be the uh, when we watched uh, Batman the movie for movie of the week podcast. movie of the week podcast and watching that, and now reflecting upon watching this, mm-hmm. there's there so many similarities music wise. Because there's the uh, the the swing and the jazz and just oh my gosh, I I love the music in this movie. Love it. So, um, I think I could be wrong here. Hmm? I think we've reached the end of our spoiler. I think so. I think so. So, uh, we're going to take a short break. Okay. I'm saying that mostly for the people in the chat right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back here in a bit and we will get into our spoiler filled section for the jungle book. Yep. And the following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie The Jungle Book. Listener discretion is advised. The Jungle Book was directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, and if I said that, my apologies. <laughs> uh, he was also the director on The Aristocats, The Sword in the Stone, and Robin Hood. It was written by Larry Clemens, who also mm-hmm. wrote The Rescuers, The Aristocats, yes. and Robin Hood. Ralph White, who also wrote The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Lady and the Tramp, and Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Ken Anderson, who also wrote Cinderella, Robin Hood, and The Aristocats. <laughs> it's Jerry, who also wrote The Great Mouse Detective, Hercules, and... The Aristocats. I'm see. I'm here. There's a pattern here. here. There's a pattern. There's always patterns. <laughs> Seems to be. Uh, it was inspired by the Mowgli stories written by Rudyard Kipling. Hmm. It was by George Burns, who also wrote the music for Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone. And uh, the songs were written by Richard Sherman and Robert Sherman, uh-huh. who wrote the music for Winnie the Pooh, Mary Poppins. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and are this week's Kingdom Hearts Connection. Oh, no. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts Connections are always, yeah, always one comes of them. in. Yes. There's always one. And this was a little bit of a stretch, admittedly, because the music for Winnie it's the Pooh. It's always a stretch. It's not always a <laughs> not, stretch. Not always, but sometimes they Sometimes are. <laughs> it is. And this is one of those music stretches because technically right. he, they didn't write the music that appears in kingdom hearts right but the music is based on what they wrote for the okay. winnie the pooh sections I of gotcha. kingdom I hearts gotcha. well to to be fair be like there are a lot of connections with kingdom hearts yes there, there are a lot of connections surprisingly with how many yes. there are yes so uh we'll get into the cast uh phil harris plays blue he of course reprises well i say reprise he's also little john in robin hood mm-hmm. and o'malley in the aristocats Oh yeah, the, the big orange cat. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely blue. When I when I first watched it, I was like, wait, that sounds really familiar. When you say it now, it's like, oh yeah, it's definitely blue. Oh yeah, <laughs> just in cat form. Uh, Sebastian Cabot plays mm-hmm. Bagheera. Yeah, 
He was Sir Ector in The Sword and the Stone mm-hmm. and was the narrator in Winnie the Pooh. Ah. Bruce Reitherman played Mowgli. He was Christopher Robin in Winnie the Pooh. Oh. And he wrote, directed, and produced many nature documentaries. In fact, that is pretty much the rest of his filmography is nature documentaries. Oh, yeah, because, and also he was the son, he was the, 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 the director's son. Yes. Which I didn't put together till just now and I yeah. saw their last names. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. George Sanders plays Shere Khan. Yeah. And in the 1960s Batman series, he played Mr. Freeze. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was a much different Mr. Freeze than we yeah, used to. Yeah, that's, yeah. We, we but the... I could see Shere Khan in the modern Mr. Freeze role, too, if we're being honest. Oh, now I have a... Now you... I, 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 just, a, I have a fan I just gave you, I just gave you a drawing prompt. Yes, you did. <laughs> that's going to be funny. <laughs> All right. Sterling... That, that might happen. Right. <laughs> might happen. Sterling Holloway was the voice of Ka. Mm-hmm. He was Winnie the Pooh in Winnie the Pooh. Really? Which I kind of was hearing that in the very mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I have to pause and look this up right now because it's going to bug me otherwise. And yes, that is the same voice actor. <laughs> you will never hear Winnie the Pooh the same again. No, you won't. That is be like... <laughs> but in a much more fitting role, he yeah. was the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. I can hear that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely hear that now. And in the Aristocats, he played Roquefort, which it's been so long since I've seen the Aristocats, I don't remember who this character is. Roquefort. Okay. I'm guessing with a name like that, he must be a mouse who likes cheese. Who knows? It's a guess. I have no idea. Yeah, anybody in the chat who knows who that per- that mm-hmm. character is, let us know. Uh, Louis Prima played King Louis. bop bop and he is a swing and jazz musician, uh-huh. primarily. Yeah, there's, there's uh, a fun story behind that. Almost all of his other uh, credits mm-hmm. are music credits, and most of the time it's he wrote the song that is appearing in the, in whatever it is. So. Yeah. yeah, interesting story about that. Mm-hmm. The uh, when they were when the Sherman Bros were writing this, they were like, "Oh, we got to get uh, this guy to be uh, King Louis." What was his name again? uh louis prima louis prima so apparently they flew uh walt and the the sherman brothers flew down to las vegas where uh he was performing and he pitched it and he was like i gotta do it i gotta do this and literally dragged his band back to uh california and performed it before you performed the uh because they're a swing band mm-hmm. and the animators are just like they're hearing this music they're like what in the what is going on here? <laughs> and uh, they 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 all hop down to the studio. And they're all like moving and moving yeah. and grooving because they're they're swing they're swing players. So that that was I was like that was the coolest because I it was watching the uh, the 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 featurettes and the documentaries. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's so much fun, right? Yeah. So yeah, the sixties were a weird time. Let's say that, but the music was cool. Alrighty. Yeah. So uh, J. Pat O'Malley plays Colonel Hathi, the elephant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a character named Buzzy, which I believe is one of the vultures. Yes, he's one of the vultures. He uh, played the roles of Colonel and Jasper in 101 Dalmatians. That makes sense now. And the walrus in Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Verna Felton played his wife, Winifred. But she is more commonly known as the Queen of Hearts in Alice oh. in Wonderland. Oh. And 
fairy godmother in Cinderella. Okay. She's very... Such a wide... Diverse... Diverse character. Yes. Uh, Clint Howard was one of the elephants. Mm. And the main thing I know him from, I'm sure other people know him from other things. Yeah. But he was Balok in the Star, in Star Trek, the original series. Now, for those oh. of you who are wondering what, what I'm referring to, yeah. if you've ever seen the end credits of okay. Star Trek, the big green alien head. You remember that? Which movie? It's usually at, it's the TV series. Oh, okay. At the very, usually the last picture in the end credits. Okay. Nope. Anyway, that's not him, but that's from that episode. <laughs> okay. Clint Howard played the little baby alien that was actually controlling the big giant green puppet head okay so that's a good episode actually uh, the corbomite maneuver go check that out okay uh but also clint Star howard clint, clint howard is the brother of ron howard oh yeah that's right op yeah. in andy griffith show and yes. director of many many things including star wars uh well, solo a star wars story yeah that's right so uh do 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 Chad Stewart was another vulture, mm-hmm. and he didn't have many acting credits, yeah. I noted, but he had the same, He over and over again, I saw this, essentially the same credit from different things. Yeah. He wrote a song called A Summer Song, hmm. and I look had to listen, look it up and listen to it, because I was like, okay, if this is in so many things, like Men in Black 3, okay. I had to look it up. Okay. This is... You should go look it up too, because you'll be surprised. It's, it's like in every. It's like the most soothing summer song. I usually hear it like it's usually used ironically. Yeah, like there's this big action scene, and then they're playing this song to kind of counteract it as a joke. Okay, it's a very calm, soothing song. Yet I still can see bullets flying in the middle of it in my mm. head. Okay, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he wrote that song. Okay, so interesting point because you know the vultures because you mentioned the vultures mm-hmm. their song uh, you know who that was originally for the beatles yeah you might think but yeah, it's very obvious that's the beatles yeah well appa- apparently when they were were pitching an idea they were like they were in con they were in talks and in contract with the beatles mm-hmm. to do it but then walt disney decided to be like well that's gonna be a little dated it would have been fine. Let's it would have be been honest. perfectly fine. Right. And oh my gosh, the Beatles in a Disney movie, mm-hmm. that would have been fun. But so, it never happened. So the last vulture that I have uh, credited on here was played by Lord Tim Hudson. In The Aristocats, he played an English cat. Makes sense. Like you do. But in reality, he was an English DJ, but he's not actually a lord. It's a stage. It's his stage name. name. <laughs> but I thought that was funny. What I thought. Yeah. Uh, John Abbott played one of the wolves, and the thing he might. What's uh, well, the interesting one I found for him was he played Doctor Frankenstein the Fourth in the Munsters. In other words, he's the guy who created Herman Munster. Oh. Or the Frankenstein that created Herman Munster. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Betty, Betty, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ben Wright played a different wolf. Uh, he was Herr Zeller in The Sound of Music. Oh. Roger in 101 Dalmatians. Ah. And Grimsby in The Little Mermaid. Mermaid. That was his last role. 
And last but most certainly not least, Darlene Carr hmm. played the girl. That's how that's how her role is credited. Okay. Oh yeah. And <laughs> her most prominent role, as in yes. the one most repeated on yeah. uh IMDB, was the character Margot in Hanna Barbera's The Greatest Adventure, which was essentially a series of Bible stories. Oh, okay. Which I thought was interesting. So that's what I've got for the cast and crew. What do we got in box office? All right, box office wise, I don't know why I'm putting this down. I need it for the next part. <laughs> All right, so we uh, when we do this, we kind of go through the like uh, what its rankings are and where you can find it and production and what have you. So let's go through that. All right, so uh, the, on IMDb, it's uh, seven point six out of five, which is good, which is really good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 87% and its audience score is 82. Okay. Weird. All right. And its meta score is a 65. Okay. So that's our scoring. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can watch it obviously on Disney Plus. Uh, where you can watch it, you obviously watch it on Disney Plus. Uh, you can watch it. You can download the app Movies Anywhere, uh, which is it's linked with Disney. So you can uh, use the rewards. You buy the movies. Or buy a physical copy. You can download the digital. And uh, you can get points from there or something like that. Uh, you can download from there, watch them, or you can uh, basically you can buy them from anywhere right now, I think. Uh, just preferably buy, you know, get them by legal means. Yes. You know, no pirating, please. Uh, all right. So leave that for a certain Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, production obviously was uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was distributed by Walt Disney Pictures. It was released October 18th, 1967. Uh, it had an estimated budget of four, uh, $4 million. Its opening weekend was $5.2 million. Sorry, made his budget back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's not including uh, promotions and advertising and all the good jazz. Uh, definitely for the 60s. Uh, its U.S. gross was $141.8 million, and its worldwide gross was $210.3 million. So, yes, this movie had, be like, blew its budget out of the water. Like, yes, it did. It, it was a phenomenal success. Um, yeah, so that is, that is our our budget and all that production jazz. So, yeah. All right. Well, then I'll get into the summary. All right. So we can get on into our review. Summarize this. So Mowgli, a young orphan boy is found in a basket in the deep jungles of India by Bagheera, a black Panther who promptly takes him to Roshka, a mother wolf who has just had cubs. She and her mate Rama raise him along with their own cubs and after 10 years, Mowgli becomes well acquainted with jungle life and plays with his wolf siblings. Bagheera is pleased with how happy Mowgli is now, but also worries that Mowgli must eventually return to his own kind. One night, the wolf pack parents meet at Council Rock, having learned that Shere Khan, a man-eating Bengal tiger, has returned to the wolf pack's part of the jungle. Pack leader Akila decides that Mowgli must leave the jungle for his own safety. Bagheera volunteers to escort him to a man village. They leave that very night, 
But Mowgli is determined to stay in the jungle. He and Bagheera rest in a tree for the night, where Ka, a hungry Indian python, tries to devour Mowgli. But Bagheera intervenes. The next morning, Mowgli tries to join the elephant patrol, led by Colonel Hathi and his wife Winifred. Bagheera finds Mowgli, but after a fight, decides to leave Mowgli on his own. Mowgli soon meets up with the laid-back, fun-loving sloth bear, Blue, who promises to raise Mowgli himself and never take him to the man-village. Shortly afterward, a group of monkeys kidnap Mowgli and take him to their leader, King Louis the Orangutan. King Louis offers to help Mowgli stay in the jungle if he will tell Louis how to make fire, like other humans. However, since he was not raised by humans, Mowgli does not know how to make fire. Bagheera and Baloo arrive to rescue Mowgli, and in the ensuing chaos, King Louis' palace is demolished to rubble. Bagheera and Baloo arrive to rescue Mowgli, and in the ensuing chaos, King Louis' palace is demolished to rubble. Bagheera speaks to Baloo that night and convinces him that the jungle will never be safe for Mowgli with Shere Khan around. In the morning, Baloo reluctantly explains to Mowgli that the man village is best for him, but Mowgli accuses him of breaking his promise and runs away. As Baloo sets off in search of Mowgli, Bagheera rallies the help of Hathi and his patrol. However, Shere Khan himself, who was eavesdropping on Bagheera and Hathi's conversation, is now determined to hunt and kill Mowgli himself. Meanwhile, Mowgli encounters Ka once again, who attempts to eat him, but he escapes thanks to the unwinting intervention of the suspicious Shere Khan. As a storm gathers, a depressed Mowgli encounters a group of friendly vultures who accept Mowgli as a fellow outcast. Shere Khan appears shortly after, scaring off the vultures and confronting Mowgli. Baloo rushes to the rescue and tries to keep Shere Khan away from Mowgli, but is nearly killed when lightning strikes a nearby tree and sets it ablaze. The vultures swoop in to distract Shere Khan while Mowgli grabs a large flaming branch and ties it to the tiger's tail. Shere Khan, who is terrified of fire, panics and runs away. Bagheera and Baloo take Mowgli to the edge of the man village, but Mowgli is still hesitant to go there. However, his mind abruptly changes when he is smitten by a beautiful young girl from the village who is coming down by the riverside to fetch water. After noticing Mowgli, she accidentally drops her water pot. Mowgli retrieves it for her and follows her into the man village. After Mowgli shrugs to Baloo and Bagheera to show that he has made up his mind and chosen to go to the man village, Mm -hmm. Baloo and Bagheera decide to head home, content that Mowgli is safe and happy with his own kind. So, let's get into our likes for this movie. What's Uh, your first like? My first like. Now, for our audience out there, uh, for our Facebook Live audience, uh, we do... Three, we do three likes and three dislikes of our film, mm-hmm. and then we give our rate, our rating. All right. So, my first first like would be the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. The backgrounds beautifully, beautiful. Oh, wow! Beautifully painted. Uh, they did use a little bit of um, what is that technique called? I'm dropping. I'm dropping. Uh, layering. Yeah. For the 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 backgrounds. Yeah, there's a special camera that Disney created. Yeah. That would have been i can't remember what it's called but it's like a, it's a four-layer camera yeah allows them to move uh parts it, in the foreground yeah. separate from the background and so yes. on and so forth to create some interesting effects yes i mean like they do a spectacular in this and a lot of the uh the background paintings be like if you've ever seen a uh one, one of these paintings one of these paintings mm-hmm. they're huge yeah. they're huge and they're beautiful they're they're all uh most of them are acrylic painted uh some are oiled and they are just spectacularly well done 
And uh, if if I had the financial means to get a hold of one of these, I would and put it up, mm-hmm. and just be like, "That's a conversation base. Where did you get that?" Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> and uh, I there, there's a lot of animation uh, uh, stuff I would love to have for the lack of words. I've just forgot, mm-hmm. but I would be like, "Yeah, my house would be full of it," but. Um, yeah, just that doesn't take much size no, car apartments. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, the uh, the backgrounds are just spectacular, just beautiful beyond belief. What's your first? My first like is gonna have to be the story. Oh, okay, this is a fairly fairly simple story. It it's is. about it's essentially a it's a, it's almost a road trip movie, even though they're not on any roads. No, except for the one that no, they're on a path. We'll say, but it's very much a road trip movie between Mowgli and Bagheera for most of it, and they happen to pick up the weird hitchhiker named Baloo, Ooh. who well, I think comes he, along with them almost as a second father to yeah, he does uh, Mowgli, and this it's just one of the weird things is like technically, uh, his wolf father is his father yeah as far as we can tell you because he's the one who actually raised him mm-hmm. but this last couple steps it's all between uh bagheera and baloo mm-hmm. to actually raise him and really baloo does not have that much yeah just because of circumstances um but the the, the idea of that it's a it's a journey mm-hmm. we're moving from wherever the wolf family is right to this man village that is at the very least three days away. Yeah. Um, to get him back home, despite mm-hmm. the fact that when he gets to the man village, yeah. he is probably going to be trained as a man. So at some point he's going to go hunting and he could without realizing it, uh, hunt down Baloo or, uh, Bagheera or any of these animals yeah. in here. And yet they are the, at least Baloo and Bagheera are perfectly fine with this, getting him back to where he belongs. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept. It's, I mean, Baloo is, does try to say, okay, well I'll raise you to be a bear. Yeah. Because that's what I know. And I'd love to hang out with you, but, and Bagheera does want to get, uh, Mowgli back to his home. Mm-hmm. But he, it's kind of weird. I, 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 in some ways, don't understand why Bagheera couldn't do that when he was still a baby. But that wouldn't make for a story. No, for for the main thing. And it does say that you know he was low on he he was if he didn't eat something food soon he was going to die and yeah. it was what a, he, I think he even said it was a three day journey to the closest man village. Yeah, he he had to find substance for this little right. child. So he takes it to a wolf family yeah but anyway uh it's just it's a it's an it's a simple story but this is not a story that needs to be complex no it is a story about three friends going on a journey and one of these friends is doing his dead level best to not finish the journey because he really doesn't want to leave his friends no but at the same time course a young lady comes between him and his friends and drags him off to his new life Uh uh-huh so and he seems pretty happy about it at that point yeah but yeah it's just a fun simple story and it's i I enjoy it okay 
What's your number two like? My number two is going along the same lines. I love the story. Uh, there, there's a phrase which this, uh, Walt Disney used all the time. It was uh, um, make, make it fun and characters. Mm-hmm. That, that was his big element when it comes to stories. Was just making it fun, entertaining, and your characters. And that was one of his big pushes with the uh, the film itself. Uh, interesting tit, uh, interesting note on the film on the script originally. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a much different script, much different. Um, apparently, because we, we get to know what uh, Mowgli's birth name was, we get to meet his parents. Mm-hmm. We get to meet. Um, apparently, it wasn't sheer. It wasn't. Uh, he just washed up in a wreck canoe. There was a whole backstory to that. Apparently, Sheer Khan had attacked the man village and kind of like uh, like a like a like a uh, Moses in India. I think this comes up in the new movie, the live action movie. Okay, didn't know that. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, there was uh one of the original writers, uh no, it was the original director, I'm sorry. I think it was the original director who wrote who wrote this entire thing of what he thought the jungle boat should have been. But uh Disney uh Walt just he didn't like it. It was it was too dark. It was it didn't focus on the fun and the joy and the the characters so much. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had a falling out and they weren't able to make amends um, uh, by the by the time uh, Walt passed. But apparently the uh, the the man in question had had a lot of very good things to say about Walt Disney and his memoirs. But uh, the story itself is it's like you said it's very simple, mm-hmm. very simple but very fun. Very fun, very memorable, and uh, it's it's got its quirks. It's got so many little uh, memorable moments that just cling to you, and just you know, there again, that's why it's one of those films that we 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 have such nostalgia for, mm-hmm. even though we don't remember half of it. <laughs> apparently, apparently, but I, I enjoy it. There's the 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 journey, the journey in which our characters are on, and. Uh, Mobley trying to find, be like wanting to be in the jungle, but then where he needs to be is among among uh, among humans, mm-hmm. in which he's very well adapted as a human. <laughs> yeah, have you have you read stories of where you know wild wild feral children have come uh, have been well, brought back into the this uh, is, civilization? It's not a fun transition. <laughs> I mean, this is more like the Tarzan concept where right he's. He was grazed by the by the animals, mm-hmm. but he's still man. Yeah, that is true. But it's it's a fun story, fun story that's just packed full of funny moments, a lot of great songs, and like you said, the ending just the 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 fact that Mobley was so steadfast of just be like, I'm going to stay with you guys. Mm-hmm. I want to stay in the jungle. I want to be a bear. All the way until he hears her voice. Nice. And hears her song, which oddly enough, because if you go back to the beginning of this, you go back to the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. be like that melody, which yeah. you hear, she's singing that melody. Yeah. And uh, it, it just, it goes full circle. And we can definitely uh, thank the Sherman brothers for that. Um, and so we have Mowgli, who was, so dead set, I'm going to be a bear. I'm going to live in the jungle with my friends. And mm-hmm. then here comes this very, uh, this young lady who sweeps him off his feet 
be like, carry my water for me, please. Yes. And he goes into his life in the man village. Of course, what we don't know because of how, where the movie ends. Right. We don't know how well he adjusted to being in the man village. No, we don't. We don't know what craziness happened well, there. there. Well, there is a Jungle Book 2. And I've not watched me it. Me either. And I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, that's the thing about those 90s and 2000 era right. straight to home video. Right sequels uh uh-huh. they're usually not that good no some some of them are good some of them are not uh I, I would say one that i enjoyed as a kid was uh uh return of jafar uh, that's one of the, that's the exception to that rule yeah that one and i would say uh well i like the lion king one and a half yeah i keep just hearing because that's really a, good just because that's just a funny yeah I, I keep hearing really funny things about that mm-hmm. uh the one that blew the socks out of me when it comes to those uh direct to see directive video sequels was uh cinderella 3 a twist in time yeah i haven't done that one yet i i i watched it a couple of months ago uh i had watched the second one because a friend of mine from high school and a college Mm -hmm. be like apparently her mom was a huge disney fan uh and so she had asked me over and so we watched it and this was the oddest movie on the planet because it was a bunch of shorts mm-hmm. and uh it was just it it was different let's say that all let's, right let's say that uh but yeah uh, like sequels are always a hit and miss mm-hmm. always hit and miss so yeah okay so yeah so what is your number what we at it's my number two yeah your number two so my number two are the songs oh yeah absolutely uh, I'll admit, Bare Necessities and uh, Friend Like You, or is it Friend Like Me? Friend Like Me. Friend Like Me. Uh, those are the two main ones that have stuck in my head since I was a kid, gotcha. even though Friend Like Me was only part of it. But uh, listen to like uh, like the the the, mar- the Elephant March was, yeah. was fun. The uh, even her song at the end was. Yeah. While it was a simple song, it Mm -hmm. is the kind of song you would expect a child to sing. Mm -hmm. And it was done very well. But it's not just those songs. It is also how it it ties into the rest of the composition. Yeah. Sometimes with with musical movies, when you don't have the the composers and the songwriters aren't the same people the music doesn't mesh very well every time. Okay. This one, while they aren't, while they are, it jumps between, uh, the jazzy, the, the soft jazziness mm-hmm. of, well, the mute, the background music in this to some more classic Disney bombastic kind of stuff. Strangely enough, despite that jump, it fits. In a way that I can't explain very well. Okay. I'll just admit. But then, of course, you get to the best song in the movie. The one they repeated three times. Bare Necessities. That is such a classic song. Okay. It's, uh, it is Hakuna Matata before Hakuna Matata. Yes, I would agree with you on that. And in many ways, I think it's better than Hakuna Matata. Which I know for some people is heresy. But, um... I just, it, it was just a, it's just a, such a fun song and it's just fun to sing. And yeah, I, I, I just enjoy it. So okay. yeah. Uh, what's your third like? My third like would actually be the, 
I, I but like when I was writing the notes, I didn't think about this scene. Uh, I love this scene. Is the uh, the confrontation? I'm probably using the wrong word. Uh, the fight between where Shere Khan comes in and tries to kill Mobley, and Bagheera in not Bagheera but Baloo intervenes, mm-hmm. and that how it's very well animated, mm-hmm. very well animated, and just the 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 pure savagery of how like the the you you don't see anything but you 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 feel that impact of like uh Shere Khan is literally killing Baloo mm-hmm. and uh, uh the the fact that like when everything's said and done that Mobley has t- you know tied uh Shere Khan's tail with the uh the the branch of fire the branch of fire and he goes running off we don't know if he actually uh, was killed because of that. That'd be very interesting. If we learned that or not. Uh, but it's it comes down to Baloo's quote unquote death mm-hmm. of uh, Bagheera's. Um, oh, what is that word? Uh, his. Uh, help me out. What's what's that? The. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. It's a fake out, but oh yeah, um, obviously, but it's what what uh what Bagheera's. Uh, when he gives that memorial, uh, yeah. uh, um, no, that's not. It's it's a memorial speech, but it's yeah. uh, eulogy, eulogy. Thank you, thank you. Like we always forget words, <laughs> or I forget words a lot. Uh, hey, I have brain farts just yeah, like you do. We we all do, and so that's the magic of it. That's what the magic of editing is. Yes, for. it is. Yes, it is. And so Wabagir is giving his grand speech about his friend. And uh, how he is, how he is missed, and how he is loved, and be like, Baloo is, you know, he's he's slowly waking, mm-hmm. he's slowly waking up, and he's like, man, that's beautiful, say, you know, say it, brother, <laughs> be like, I wish my mother was here to hear this, and it's, like, it's uh, so great, I, and, and I'm, I'm and Bagheera going, is just going through. How is Bagheera not hearing Baloo right now? <laughs> He should be assuming just vaguely that maybe Baloo is still alive. Yeah. Because, you, and he's just, he's playing possum. Yeah. And so this, like that entire scene where like, well, it's, oh, come on, you know, come on, uh, Mobley, be let's, you know, let's, let's go and be like, Hey, wait, you're just getting to the best part. And it's like, that was perfect. Yeah. It was like, huh? What? That was you. That was the best way that you got the sacrifice. Uh huh. Plus the happy ending. Yeah, the, you know the the, the comedy relief. It, in it, a way. it is it. Not every movie can pull off that kind of fake out death where it's still, no, where it feels like the sacrifice was still uh-huh. worth it. Yeah, while still giving you the happy ending. Right. Because so many times when they do the happy ending, it makes the rest of it feel uh, pushed and awkward. Yeah, it does. It cheapens the death. This one really doesn't cheapen the death. That no, much. no. But you, 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 you be like we, we as an audience, we're allowed to see mm-hmm. that Baloo is not dead, but all our characters don't don't know that yet. Right. But it's it's a very satisfying ending, and definitely the ending of the the ending of the movie is so good, where uh, Baloo and Bagheera go walking off the sunset, singing Bare Necessities. Yes, despite the fact Bagheera shouldn't be able to walk like that. Yeah, no, but I, I let it slide because it's a nice ending. Yeah, it's a good, it's a very good ending. <laughs> um, so yeah, my 
third like mm-hmm. is the animation on Ka. Oh, mostly yeah. during the scene, the the second time we see him. Yeah, where um, he hypnotizes Mowgli mm-hmm. and almost gets to the point where he can eat him, but then Shere Khan intervenes, and that whole oh acting, yes, that whole I back love and forth, that entire scene is such gold in between. It is uh, Khan, Khan and and, and uh, Ka. Ka, Ka and Khan. Yeah. Con! <laughs> Sorry. We said that enough. Star I had to get that in there. Um, that Dude. that bit of rivalry between the two. Oh, yes. In, uh, in that talk back and forth where Khan, uh, Shere Khan is trying he's being the smooth talker it's like i'm in command i'm in control of the situation mm-hmm. and ka knows it but cause just slippery enough mm-hmm. to hide the fact that mowgli is up there even when he shows him the end of his tail he shows him he's not eating them and then he asks for the middle and does that little unwinding oh, that, that thing to get the center it's like you didn't think this completely through shere khan you should have gotten the whole snake on the ground <laughs> Just to make sure, but you know what? I'll let it slide. And I think, believe it or not, I was doing some reading on this. Yeah. And while I've not read the original book, yeah, I think Ka was not really a bad guy in the mm. book, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And this is the only part of that non-bad guyness mm-hmm. that got through to the movie because Disney decided that he wasn't sure kids would be able to relate with a snake who was a good guy. Yeah. And I think this is the only part that from that that actually got through to that because it's not that and and ironically it's not because Ka is trying to save Mowgli's life in this time this instance he's just trying to save him long enough so that he can enjoy him and then uh, Mowgli outsmarts him, him and mm-hmm. gets him tied up and that ending where Ka's uh, slinking oh, yes. off into mm-hmm. it and half, it's like half of his coils are broken (laughs) is hilarious it is it is very funny it's even funnier than in the first time when we see him and he gets his tail in a knot Mm -hmm. (laughs) which gets him stuck in a tree which Uh is funny too that happens again but yeah it's the animation with the smoothness of the animation especially during the song and how his uh movements correspond with the words yeah is just so well done and I enjoyed that part of it, even mm-hmm. though I usually hate snakes and I don't really like the snakes here. No, but Ka is such an interesting character. But yeah, I hate snakes, Jock. I hate them. Exactly, mm-hmm. snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? snakes. Anyway, <laughs> that brings us to the end of our likes. So now uh, we will move into our dislikes. All right. What was your first dislike? My first dislike. Uh, you 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 touched on it. Was because I, uh, I for the first time I can actually you can see, see your my notes. notes. <laughs> uh, my first is like would actually be uh, how they reuse like most of Cause animation. How do you say it's been reused? Okay, so I'm just asking for clarification. Okay, okay, easy. So when the the first time where. Ka is pulled down from the tree where Mobley pulls him, you know, has him, you know, knocks him off. Mm-hmm. Be like, and so when it happens again, it's the exact same animation. Okay. The 
The exact same animation. I didn't notice it, but uh-huh. okay. Exact same animation. So when he when he falls down and he go, he starts, you know, going through the woods, it's mm-hmm. the exact same scene. They they just delayed his 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 uh his vocal performance. Mm. Yeah, it's the exact same. They just reused See, it. I'll, I'll admit, looking at your notes, I was afraid you were going to bring up how it was used in Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Afraid you'd gotten the movies no, mixed. No. Because that's more Robin Hood's fault, because they copied this movie. Yes, they did. A lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, it was, there, there was a lot of, uh, re, like, a lot of reuse of animation with Kaw. And... Uh, yeah. Well, admittedly, Kaw has got to be a hard character oh, yeah, to I'm, animate. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, yeah. despite how well the animation is done th- throughout the rest of this, yeah. a little bit of copy paste like no. that doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong with the fact that uh, Kaw is very well animated. Mm-hmm. And you're one, you, you know, cut cost, not going to stuff. I understand it. Yeah. But. Using that entire animation sequence. I will say I have, I have seen a lot worse. Yeah. When it comes to reuse animation. Yeah. In other things. Right. So. But yeah, that was that was one mm-hmm. of the things that kind of pointed out to me. It's like, wait a minute, that's the same animation, the exact same animation. But uh, yeah. So what is your dislike number one? My first dislike of the Jungle Book. Is a very good question. <laughs> uh, this is one. I, this is a movie I actually like. So I dislikes are actually harder for me to come up with, even though I know I need them. Um, I guess the, my first main dislike is how Shere Khan, while mentioned throughout the movie, yeah, never shows up until like the last uh, last thirty minutes of the movie, yeah, and is gone. Before the last 10 minutes of the movie. Hmm. And he's only really got one scene that's not him learning about Mowgli and him attacking Mowgli. Yeah. And in that one, it's just him talking to Ka, which I like. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But for a villain who is not... I mean, okay. In monster movies, it's traditional, especially like Jaws. Okay. To not show the character until like the end or show it very sparingly right with a that doesn't really work with Shere Khan to me Shere Khan is well to bring in a character who shares the same part of the same name Mm. Khan and Star Trek 2 would not be as good a character if he didn't show up until the climax. The fact that he comes in and is eating up the scenery throughout so much of that movie is yes. what makes him a good character in that movie. Yeah. I want that I want something similar for Shere Khan in yeah. this movie. I want him to show up more. Now, I do know for those of you who have seen the live action Jungle Book, Shere Khan is in more of the movie. But for whatever reason, mm-hmm. the way that movie handles it, it doesn't work as well. And I do like uh, the actor's performance in this movie as Shere Khan. Uh, and I just want more of it. It's the yeah. fact that we don't have more of that. And it's, we don't have like, and I'm not asking for a whole lot. I'm wanting one or two more scenes. You easily had uh, Shere Khan show up the first time we ran into the elephants. 
yeah, and have a similar conversation because maybe uh, Mowgli has run off and found Baloo, and Shere Khan ain't it Shere Khan. Uh, Bagheera has doesn't know that he's with Baloo yet. Mm. You could easily have that scene there, and then have more scenes of uh, Shere Khan stalking. Yeah, Mowgli throughout the movie. Now, admittedly, would not have as fun a movie as, uh, and that might even be what was in that original script you were talking about. I just, as of, I'm still of the thought. He's not a good villain in the fact that we only hear his name a couple times. We know he's a tiger, but we don't see him till the end. And even then, he's defeated so quickly. Yeah, that I don't feel in many ways Shere Khan is the type of villain that you should be feel threatened by as an audience member. Yeah. And you never feel that with Shere Khan in this movie. I don't feel there's a couple times where you where you can kind of feel that threatened, but not it doesn't quite get there because it's only one scene where it feels like Shere Khan is talking about this is what I'm going to do when I catch that little man cub. Mm hmm. We don't really get any more of that. We don't even really understand outside the fact that Shere Khan, we're told throughout the movie why they're afraid of Shere Khan Mm. learning of Mowgli. But even then, I don't feel like, I don't feel that that final scene is earned when when they're with the vultures and they're doing that barbershop quartet yeah. thing and he comes in with the bass. Oh, that was, I love Which that. is a great scene. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's not earned okay. as well for the character to do that because it's like, okay, he's there. We knew we was going to catch up with him because now that they're actually showing the character, it's obvious he's going to be show up at the climax. We don't get the egg, the, the dread of that character showing up in that scene in this movie because we don't get the, we only, the character's only been in the movie for 10, 15 minutes to this point. Yeah. I just want more of them there. That's is what it comes down to. All right. So my second dislike would be the era of the photocopy for Disney, mm-hmm. which happened probably about the, about the mid sixties to about the eighties, the eight be like the, about the mid eighties where, Like it was, it was a good, it was a good cheap way to uh, cut down production. Mm-hmm. But you had so, the the flaw of because originally, as most people know, that the the original uh, artist render the pencil would be passed on to an inker, right, and that would be inked over, and then it'd be passed on to the painter who would paint over that that celluloid. And that be photocopied. Mm-hmm. Well, they decided to be like, well, let's let's see what we can bypass. Be like, this photocopying sounds really good. So they would copy everything. They would copy everything. Well, the only pro- I could see maybe copying the ink stage and then still uh, drawing over it in the celluloid, but yeah, that does sound like a good idea. But no, okay. I, I'm, I'm just no. thinking if they're copying. It should be a way that it should work. Is all yeah, I'm saying. It, but it works. But only the problem is you get uh, you get artist lines everywhere, where like uh, rough lines that should have been you know should not be there in the original the uh, the final product. Right, and then when they Are go there, to uh, they go to do paint, they paint to the wrong line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I follow you. They, now. they paint to the wrong line, or it's uh, 
it's it sh- it shows up very clearly in the finished product. And uh, these are things you notice far faster than I do because yes. I'm so, I'm so much of a digital artist. I don't even mm-hmm. deal with uh, visible guidelines. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, they they still did a very good job when it came to the inking process, like not inking, but uh, the the painting process. Just the 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 photocopying error just drives me nuts because it's it's so clear that it's yeah um, it's it's lost some of that organicness yeah it like i think someone said that very clearly it it had lost a lot of its uh its shine to it Mm -hmm. it's it's because you no longer had like really crisp lines you saw all the artist uh artist guidelines and everything so Mm -hmm. it was it was just more of a very annoying error so that's that's my one and not it's it's a nitpick yeah nitpick let's say that it's a nitpick to uh the the process of the time what is your number my second dislike is um how disconnected this movie is in many places okay i know as a movie that's a journey you go you enter areas you um you talk to people you don't ever come back to them after you leave that section of the movie right because you've left them behind but here's the thing the the elephants they're, they're obviously close enough that the elephants can show back up near the second third of the movie right uh Ka follows them obviously throughout yeah. most of the movie and they've made uh they're not on good terms with King Louie yeah at after they leave there and King Louie is a weird spot in and of the fact that it's a good place for that character to be in, but they never come back to that. King Louie comes out of nowhere and then leaves. As much as I like the King Louie segment, mm-hmm. it could almost have been completely left out and not changed the movie. Yeah, I, I would agree. Which is annoying in many ways. Yeah, because you, you would miss that entire the entire great musical and the fight in that right but at the same time everything brought up in that segment about uh king louis wanting man's red fire yeah king louis being an antagonist of sorts yeah in that section i mean we we don't learn anything about shere khan mm-hmm. in that section yeah it comes and goes and if you did cut out the section that section you would go from uh mowgli and baloo on the pond to essentially just seeing mowgli and you know, blue and bagheera with black eyes you, but that could you could bring that up in a fight elsewhere that it, that's the only real thing you lose is why they're they've got black eyes yeah which is odd seeing animals with black eyes. Yeah. Human style black eyes to be yeah. specific. Um, of course, I don't know if animals, if they got punched, we get black eyes like that. Yeah. But yeah. I've not studied veterinarian biology. No. But, um, that sec, as much as I love that section and it's a nice area, it has the same problem that I had with uh, the alligator guy in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, okay. It, it happens. 
they have a good reason for it to be there so that you can't really take it out. But for the most part, it's a sidetrack that is not really important to the story. It's almost like padding. Almost. But unlike the alligator part, I actually, in all dogs, I actually like uh, King Louis' section here. Now, in something that the live-action movie does better. Okay. Because they are doing more to bring in Shere Khan throughout the whole story, the fact that Shere Khan hates fire as his weakness comes up more. So in that version, it's more clear that... um, King Louis wants fire, not just to make him be more human, yeah. which is kind of all you really get from that here. Um, you get the idea that he's using that. He's getting, he wants the fire to protect the, uh, all his monkey clan. Yeah. His, his monkey kingdom, uh, to protect it from Shere Khan because they're all, one thing that's not really clear is that, uh, Shere Khan is the, predator the main predator yeah in the movie he's the king of the jungle outside uh and the only thing that really can um threaten challenge that is man yeah which is the real reason why he's wanting to get rid of mowgli that is not very clear here yeah it's just like oh he hates men we don't know why that's why he wants to kill mowgli yeah he's because he hates men he doesn't he doesn't want to get shot by them yeah no he's his goal and I think that's even true here, even though they don't go into it. Yeah. Shere Khan's entire goal as a villain is to be the king of the jungle, like his lion brethren over yeah. on the next continent over. Yeah. And man's the only thing that can threaten him. So fire is really the main threat to Shere Khan's rule. Yeah. And Shere Khan doesn't know or care if Mowgli's got the ability to get fire. So, King Louis wanting fire makes more sense. Yeah. In that here, you have to read into it a lot as to those lines about wanting man's red fire, what that actually means. Yeah. That's a little disappointing to me, but yeah. What is your third dislike? My third dislike. It's not really dislike. It's kind of like a, uh, a sad, it's a sad part to the film mm-hmm. that uh, the great and late uh, Walt Disney was never saw the finished product of the film. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, he died in 1960. This film was made in 60, 67. He died mm-hmm. in 66. He, he died a year before it was uh, fully completed. Uh, he had seen like most of the, uh, the, the storyboarding. But he never saw the full animation. He never saw everything put together. Mm-hmm. So it is really because this was his last project. He was the one he really invested into it. But he never had the chance or the opportunity to see everything before he died of uh, lung cancer. So in a way, it, it's very sad that be like you have the man who um, reinvigor or, or was the, the the father of animation himself never got to see his last project Mm -hmm. completed and uh that's just kind of like it's 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 a sad little note to end on that would be like the the man himself never got to see his um a project he was really invested in uh completed Mm -hmm. and uh if you were uh they they had done interviews with his uh his daughters 
and his wife. And uh, I think one of his daughters is to be like, he be like, if he would have lived long enough to see it, he would have really enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this is my, my last third. This is the fact that Walt didn't get to see the, the uh, get to see the final production of yeah. uh, the jungle book. Yeah. And that is the thing is this is really the end of that original era mm-hmm. of Disney because uh, while there are movies between here and the dark ages of the eighties yeah, that are good memorable. Oh yeah. They are not at the same quality as, uh, as the movies pre jungle book are. Yeah. You, you don't have that same spark. Right. And then when you get to, and that's the thing is because you got up until, I mean, there, there are different eras during Walt Disney's reign too. Yeah. But it's after this that you really see the first real dip in yeah. quality. And it's not even a sharp dip. It's just the obvious things like they're reusing anime. They're using character models for Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, they are literally copying uh, the animation skeletons from Sleeping Beauty for Maid Marian in that movie, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. None of the movies from the 70s and 80s really get to that point where ain't they're memorable for the yeah. kids who grew up with them they oh, yeah. are classics yeah but they don't they're not on the li- they're not going to be in the top list no even the best of them don't really hit in the top areas it's not really till you get back to little mermaid where the quality starts quality and the nostalgia meet back up yeah uh so yeah that's that, that you are right and that is the end of an era when it is sad that this was walt disney's last movie because of course we would love for his genius to have continued yeah not just as a uh animator but also as a businessman i mean how different would uh, walt disney world be today if he'd continued and got to finish his epcot project the way he originally yeah intended that, that would have been interesting yeah I don't know how well it would have worked, but it was an interesting yeah. concept. Well, the the thing was that, like, you know, every, even though Walt had passed, I mean, like his still his vision, his mm-hmm. magi- his uh, his imagination still was there because you still had the nine old men. Yes, they were still there. They were still because then, they, but they, even they could not hold up for long, and they no. were getting old enough that we're going to need to retire soon. Yeah, and admittedly, even if Walt had continued past this point, yeah, um. And had lived to a ripe old age. Yeah. He would be passed by now, probably. Yeah, yeah he would. So we would have, in, as much as I hate to say I wish he'd gotten to go on and yeah. how much different things would be, I can't imagine uh, what Walt Disney what would Walt be. Disney would, what Walt Disney films would be like at this point. Yeah. In other, I can't see Walt being happy about the idea of buying uh star wars and uh marvel and all these other companies that really was not his business style no it wasn't and i as much as and the only reason i don't like i i I worry i i wouldn't want that to happen is you can talk all day about how much disney should not be as big as it is yeah do not get me wrong i wish it wasn't this big either but marvel and lucasfilm and fox for that matter they were not in good shape when they got bought. No, they weren't. They and they needed the help. So 
anyway, that's just me going off on a tangent. I got you. Uh, my third dislike. In many ways, my third dislike is that the how how the movie ends. I mean, admittedly, Mowgli going into the village with the girl makes sense. Yeah. It's a little bit of a 180 degree just because he saw a girl. Yeah. That's like, well, I've never of, seen one before. It's and I know that because that's the other thing is he, there are only three other women in the movie. You get his wolf mother. Yeah. You get Winifred, the elephant. Yeah. Who's also a mother. And you get, and you get uh, the, girl. the girl. Those are the only three women in the movie. True. They're... So, and, on, and honestly, we never get to hear the wolf mother talk, so we don't know what her personality is like, yeah. other than being maternal. Yeah. And Winifred, while you do still get some maternal in there, she's used to dealing with her husband, yeah. who's a bit hard-headed. Yeah. Because he's an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> and an elephant never gets... <laughs> Are you sure? Because I think you just forgot our son. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then he forgets to say halt. Yeah. But anyway, um, I just, admittedly, I know it was getting to the point where it's like the climax of fighting Shere Khan was done. You had to get him to the village and then finish the movie. There's not anything more than that would have felt like padding. I know this. Yeah. It just, it feels like it ends so quickly yeah just because and he's he's saying i don't want to go to the man village right up until he hears her voice yeah and i know as a kid kids are easily distracted distracted Uh uh-huh and they're and they're also as stubborn as mules on certain topics and so when something occurs that can make them see make them change their minds it is sometimes a 180 degree turn but as fast as it ends it just feels like it's it could have been handled better i guess is really the best way i know how to put it okay i don't know how you would have handled it better but i just kind of wish it had okay i got you anyway that's my third dislike okay uh so we're gonna go ahead and get into our final uh ratings yeah our ratings. for this movie uh what are you giving it yeah i want you to i love them mm-hmm. all right uh i'm gonna give it i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a 8.5 um uh, therein i love this film mm-hmm. i have so much nostalgia for it's not even funny um and this isn't really any like knocks against the film it's got a few little problems animation what not reuse of animation and uh some of the points you said you know kind of rang home a little bit where you know walt had the had the idea that it's entertainment and your characters so it doesn't really have this this big fat juicy story that's you know driving the plot and uh if you want that, go watch the the uh, the bonus features on. I think it's the uh, classic DVD featurettes. Okay, yeah, watch those. Those are really good. You get a 
whole different picture of what uh, the picture was originally going to be until Walt said, no, it's got to be fun and entertaining. This doesn't sound like fun and entertaining to me. But uh, I enjoyed the film. I, I still am going to enjoy it. I'm um, giving it an 8.5. And that's not that's not a bad place to be. Not no. a bad place to be. How about you? I'm going to give it an 8.5 also. And this is one of those where I can't rate it any lower. But I also don't feel I can rate it any higher. I want to rate it more, but there's just some of this that is not normally in my wheelhouse. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I still love the movie. But it's a different... It's... It's well done. It's just not as well done as I would like. Okay. I guess is the best way I know how to put it. I love the movie. It's... Like I said, I can't rate it any lower than 8.5. Okay. I just feel I can't rate it any higher than 8.5 either. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Cellcast. Uh, for those of you who uh, are, li- are now listening... We had to end the uh, live stream partially through the uh, the episode because of some technical glitches. Yeah. So uh, we did not get to finish with people's thoughts because mm-hmm. we were waiting for people. We were, we were hoping we'd get some more people th- talking about this by the end, and we didn't get. And unfortunately, we don't can't see them now because we had to end the stream. However. I got a text from my mom during uh, the okay. course of our episode. Okay, what did she say? And she uh, she had some thoughts on the movie. Just to finish this up, she says, uh, "I liked King. I love King Louis." And then she reminds me that this was my grandpa's favorite movie. Oh, okay, awesome. So yeah, go ahead and ending that section of our live stream topics there. Awesome. Uh, now uh, you posted on there before we finished that. We're doing a giveaway? Yeah, we will be doing a giveaway. Uh, we will be doing... Uh, I'm going to get with someone I know that has a little more knowledge of doing giveaways than I do. And so we will uh, work that out. And so for all the people who who either watched or commented, uh, your name will be thrown into a, 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 a drawing or a lottery. And uh, we will draw a name. And whoever name uh, comes to the top uh, and is drawn first... Uh, we'll win a copy of uh, Disney's Junk Book. Uh, it's an exclusive uh, cover from Disney Movie Club. Uh, it's a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray DVD and digital copy. And so, yeah, look forward to that in probably a couple of days. Alrighty. So uh, now that we've reached the end of the episode, we've done all of our live stuff we intended to do, even if though some of it's after the fact. Yeah. We do have one more bit of business to take care of before we start going through our outro, and that is rolling for our next movie. Yes, we know it's been a couple weeks, but we it, we ha- it's time to get back to that. So, so to remind everyone where we're at, uh, currently sitting at number one is the Muppet movie. It has been on f- this for four episodes, or four episodes that we're counting, mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, Lego Batman movie is sitting at number two. It has yeah. been it has been on here for one. The Swan Princess is at number three. It has also been on here at one. Yeah. Aladdin is at number four, and it has been on four episodes. Robin Hood, which uh, is I have added since uh, the last one we did, 
it is this is its first episode that it's been on here and last but not least at number six we have monsters versus aliens this is uh it's been on one other episode so i think i was the last person to roll Mm-hmm. because or at least mine was the last one to get it yeah so that means i'm gonna allow you to roll the dice okay and it looks like we will be rejoining blue next episode with robin hood yeah <laughs> so uh join us next week for another episode of the Cellcast. If we decide to do it live, we will let you know. Hopefully, our kinks will be worked out before the next time we try this. So, uh, yeah, join us then, and uh, we'll see you there. Of all the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities, forget about your worries and your strife. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jacob. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher our rss feed if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory please share review and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends you will also find a link to our facebook group the double feature podcast community where we talk about both animated and live action movies we share this with our other podcasts which we do with jacob's brother jim at uh the movie of the week podcast where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.